Hello, and welcome to another episode of Passion for Passions. I love passions a lot. So, since the last episode, this new episode today, the podcast covers episodes 275 through 281. Uh, Kind of a big batch of things here, and admittedly, I kind of um, slightly fell off of watching in the middle of these episodes, and I don't know why exactly. I just kind of got distracted. No, I had a lot of other projects I was working on, so that's why I got distracted. Um, things such as building an arcade machine and building a PC for a friend. Yeah, some reason these I got all handy all of a sudden. Um, so those types of things kind of took up my weekends, So, which is typically when I record. So, you know, I was away. Um, but I'm back, and this little break has helped me feel real good about continuing with passions because there's a lot of great things happening. Um, so there's kind of been a couple of threads that have been occurring continuously, as they always do in this show. Um, of course, there is one of the major plot points of these episodes is about Hank and what he is going to do. Is he going to work with the people who are hired to kill Sheridan, or is he going to not work with them? And it goes back and forth throughout the episodes where... You know, he's he's not sure. He maybe wants to tell, but he can't. Um, over the course of the episodes, he um, the guy comes to his house, or the Bennett household anyway, and is like, I'm going to kill um, your nieces if you don't do what I want, which is get Sheridan, either kill her, or eventually he decides, well, fine, you won't kill her, but can you get Sheridan in the place where I can kill her? Um, and eventually, after much humming and hawing, Hank decides, yes, fine, I can't let anything happen to me. But Sheridan can die, so that's what he determines. Um, but, you know, that also uh, doesn't work out quite uh, either. Um, there's poor freaking Chad who has been suffering continuously and bleeding continuously for the last handful of episodes out of his wound because he is unwilling to go to the hospital because he doesn't have insurance, he doesn't have money to pay for it, you know. Which is a true concern. Many people in real life do not go to the hospital because they don't have insurance, because they don't have money to pay for it. Um, That's very, you know, that's a realistic headline. Um, Even if maybe the way Chad is going about it may not make sense in the sense that, you know, people are willing to help him um, with no strings attached, it seems. But I could understand why Chad would not believe that and doesn't want to be indebted to anyone. So, you know, whatever. But at some point, it's like, maybe it's too much. Maybe he has to go. I don't know. Um, Because he, like, passes out, like, multiple times and is is grimacing and in pain and bleeding everywhere on things. So, it's a bad scene. Along the way, um, Ethan and Gwen come over to dinner at Teresa's, which is kind of unexpected for everyone. Um, Especially Pilar. Um, She has, like, Ivy's secret papers that say everything about um, her son, quote, uh, his birth. So, it's like... No one can see these papers. So Pilar's like, I've put it in a safe place. Okay, sure you did, Pilar. It's just in your house in a closet, which, I mean, Teresa discovers, but she doesn't really get to look at it in detail. Um, But, I mean, that gets a a dramatic moment because the paper or the thing is discovered and suddenly, because Ethan and Gwen have come over, they're all like, what is this? Oh, I'm so intrigued. Ooh, what is this? It has to do with Chad. I mean, with Chad has to do with Ethan as a child? What is this about? Um, and they finally open it up, and I think Gwen kind of spins the story herself that um, Pilar has been hired to basically create a memory book 
or something about um like well, I keep saying Chad, Ethan's childhood and all that stuff um, for the wedding, the upcoming wedding. And Pilar's like, yeah, that, yes, uh-huh, that's right. But what we see in one of these pictures is that uh, little child Ethan and Teresa, when they were both kids, um, they knew each other. And I guess that does make sense because, you know, if this is the housekeeper, she might bring her kid with her sometimes to the Crane household or whatever, and if Ethan was a child around that time too, then they might hang out. Um, but everyone is like, oh, look at they're like in love. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and this is important because Ethan has been like to Teresa, no, you can't love me because you barely know me. But this proves no, she's known him since they were children. Um, which again, is that really meaningful? No, not necessarily. Um, though there are certainly lots of stories in media where childhood romance continues or revisits itself later on where there is love i don't know anyway that is what's going on there but there's so much happening in these episodes uh that is kind of sometimes it's just a lot of that dragging 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 on but sometimes there's a lot of fun stuff too i don't know but yeah so i mean we continue from there um that like into another episode that i think i already mentioned kind of what hank was doing um there's still Grace and Sam were Sam was really unsure about what's going on like is he related but Grace is like I just figured out why Ethan looks like Sam's son and she does she's like somewhere in the Bennett and Crane line there must have been a union yes Grace you are a genius but you just don't realize how close that union was um although technically it wouldn't be a Crane union per se because ivy was not a crane she was just a woman of whatever family so really it was ivy's family and bennett but anyway grace basically got it so great job but either way eve does know uh ivy's secret because she does know that's why she ends up helping her to be like um when when hank i mean when hank what do i keep thinking about hank oh my god when Sam is asking, that's why she lies about the birth certificate. Um, because Ivy thinks that Chad is Ivy's son, so kind of they know each other's secrets, kind of, except that um, Eve does not believe him to be her son. I don't know why she's so like against that thought. I mean, I understand if you were told your child died, like um, your baby died, but if she never saw the baby, how does she know? I'm, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. I don't know. It's just weird to me. But yes. So what ends up happening to be more dramatic with this whole love triangle between Teresa, Ethan, and Gwen is that Gwen's, like, maid of honor gets sick and she won't be able to be at the wedding. And because of this, I don't remember what the sickness is. Measles? I don't know how long measles last or how long you're contagious, but... The wedding must be extremely soon then if her getting sick now means that she can't be at the wedding. Like, does that mean it's like in a month? Does that mean it's this weekend? Either way, it's much sooner than I thought the wedding was. Um, and because of this, Gwen's like, hey, Teresa, will you be my maid of honor? And, and Teresa's like, yes, I will. Um, she doesn't want to, but she will. So Whatever. Um, there's some little clips here of Sheridan and Louise. They've been together in the 
cottage, um, dancing to practice a dance, and uh, they start making out during the dance, and that's funny. Um, they're like, oh, it just must be the heat of the moment. Like, shut up. You don't just randomly kiss someone while you're dancing. You know you like each other. Come on, come on. Similarly around here, Kay and Simone are just kind of wandering around and they find Chad bleeding out outside. So they are like, oh my God. And they take him to um, Simone and Winnie's house because the Russell family, uh, because he doesn't want to go to the hospital. So they're like, fine, we'll, we'll just take him here where the doctor lives um, and it'll be fine. It's kind of weird, but whatever. And more sneaking around, Ethan comes into Teresa's bedroom and they kiss. And um, again, like usual, it's one of these things where it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't mean to kiss you. Uh-huh. Like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing? What is this going on here, huh? Um, so in the next episode, Sheridan and uh, Luis, Luis is like, I got to go back to the station. Hank's here. You know, he'll take care of you. Of course, we, the viewer, know that this is bad that he is there because Hank is on the bad side. Um, but because of this, Sheridan is like, can we go out? And Hank's like, sure. Uh-huh. Um, so they go out to presumably get her set up to be shot. Great. But back into Ethan and Teresa's bed. Well, not, ew, it's not both their bedrooms. It's Teresa's bedroom, excuse me. But she's like, you're here to tell me you love me? And Ethan stupidly is like yes that's why i'm here again like how many times can he say something that's so misleading like constantly you're here to tell me you love me yes that's why i'm here you don't say freaking yes that means you're saying yes i am here to tell you i love you of course what ethan is trying to say is he's trying to talk to her and say that yes he loves her as a friend again he loves her as a friend he does not love her romantically He's going to marry Gwen. Of course, he doesn't say, I love Gwen. He's like, I'm going to marry Gwen. Uh-huh. So, again, it's more of this, Ethan, you're so stupid. You're so dense. You love someone as a friend. Why are you French kissing them? Like, what are you doing? That is not typically uh, friendships like that I'm aware of. Um, friends with benefits? Yes. But you're not saying that. You're saying... Love you as a friend. Um, so I don't know. But anyway, okay, Gwen's mom is still around and she does not shut up and I hate her. But basically trying to say, Gwen, you need to like freaking, you know, stand up for your man. But your man's also going to cheat on you. So you got to like stop all the women who could cheat with him. I don't know. Either way, um, because of that, um, Gwen goes to Teresa's house, uh, because she had a reason to. Anyway, she's like, well, I need to go, like, do this thing and then see, like, about her hair. So she goes at night and is like, just goes in the house because no one answers the door. She just goes in and knocks on Teresa's bedroom door. But fortunately, uh, it appears that Mr. Ethan has escaped the bedroom so they just kind of talk about whatever. And then she's like, okay, I'm, I'm done now. And as she's leaving, she spots Ethan just in the bushes. And it's like so weird. He's just like there awkwardly standing. Like, why didn't he freaking run away? Why was he just standing there like that? Um, but then, you know, 
at first Gwen is like, oh, you came to pick me up. That's so sweet of you. Um, but then she's like, wait, how do you even know I was here? I didn't tell anyone. Um, but then like Pilar steps in and kind of makes up a story to explain how he could know that he, um, that Gwen was coming. Either way, just weird, weird thing. And also where was Pilar? She wasn't anywhere until now. Like she was in the household apparently, but she was like not doing anything until now. I don't know. Um, just, just weird, weird stuff with them. So yeah. Okay. 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 So Chad is now in the Russell household and he's in the bed or he's, no, he's wandering around kind of, um, and Whitney's like getting dressed or something and uh, Chad falls on her in the bed. She screams and everybody in the house runs in the room. It's like, oh my God, what are you doing to my daughter? What are you doing to my sister? Um, but it's just very quickly revealed. No, 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 no. It was an accident. He is bleeding and that's why he fell. He just happened to fall on top of me. You know, nothing was happening. Uh, so, you know, that's going on. And um, now at least everyone knows that Chad is hurt and they are going to care for him in their home. Fine. Why not? Why not? Um... I get to another episode and there's a new actress for Kay and I it always shocks me when this happens I mean it hasn't happened a lot yet like I'm trying to remember now who was the other replacement actor I there was already a replacement wasn't there oh yeah it was Kay's sister um but what is her name I can't Jessica. <laughs> um, so Jessica was replaced before. We haven't seen Jessica for a while, so maybe Jessica's getting replaced again. Or maybe sometimes it's maybe sometimes it's not even a replacement. Sometimes it's just like temporarily that actor's gone, so you have to put someone else in. I haven't seen Jessica in a while, I don't think, either. Um, either Jessica. Um, but now Kay is replaced with some other person. It always weirds me out because they choose like these or they get these actors who so far look have a very similar like body type, height, hairstyle, like um, obviously the same clothing. Um, but it's like they get these people who look so close in many ways, except for, of course, the face. I think the face is the hardest thing you're going to be able to match. But like everything else, it's like so close. And even the voice or like the acting of the voice is very similar. So it's always really weird. It's like, whoa, what just happened? It's like they're so close, but they're not the same person. Anyway, there's a new K. Um, so far, she hasn't done anything evil, so it's unclear if she's going to be the same good, conniving, evil K. Um, right now, she's just kind of, like, lightly bitchy. I don't know. <laughs> Which is, you know, K is as well, but K is also a lot more than that. Um, so, yes. We're also back to Hank again with Sheridan. It's so funny because they're on the, like, pier or wharf or whatever together. And he knows that the shooter's out there ready to shoot Sheridan. Um, so, like, Hank, as she's looking out kind of in the sky or whatever, Hank, like, slowly walks away from her, like, backs away. And then Sheridan notices, like, she turns around. She's like, Hank, what is wrong? What are you doing? Um, and that's when it's time for the shooter to shoot. But Hank realizes, no, he can't let it, this happen. So he, like, basically runs suddenly really quickly and ends up getting shot himself. Um, though apparently only barely grazes him. So whatever. But Hank gets shot. And Sheridan is not. And Sheridan realizes, of course, everyone realizes, oh my god, the shooter is here. They're coming for me in harmony. Because I think that's the first time it's been very clear because she wasn't actually 
clearly shot at before. There was one time in like the woods or whatever with Luis and Sheridan, but I don't think she ever believed it was really a gunshot. She just thought like a branch fell. So this is the first time it's clear. Okay, someone actually shot at me. My life, yes, it is in danger, not just in France, but also in harmony. So I don't know. That is a big drama. And of course, Luis comes as well and he starts chasing the shooter into this like kind of weird, I don't know where this area is, but we've seen it before. Um, it's just kind of like a storage area. I don't know. But Luis is chasing the shooter. And um, that's part of that. I'll, I'll continue that in a second. But now we're back to the, uh, you know, Chad thing where Chad is kind of out of it and he confesses he loves Whitney but he's not confessing to Whitney. He's confessing to Simone because he's kind of out of it. So he's still, he's just seeing like Whitney's face look at him. So he's saying, I love you, but Simone is the one who's there. So Simone's like, oh my God, he said he loved me. Uh, eh. And that makes for a very sad thing because um, then Whitney comes in and hears that. He said that to her. Um, and so they're like, and Whitney just wants to get away from it. She doesn't even want to admit she loves him. So she doesn't want to admit that she's hurt either um but she ends up like in the end of this episode it's like Whitney is there while people are asking Chad who's like still semi-conscious who do you love and Chad says you while Simone is there and then reaches up and kisses her of course nobody realizes that if anyone were there he would have done the same thing because he's out of it and just seeing Whitney in his mind now the question is what's going to happen when he wakes up he knows who he loves he knows he doesn't love Simone so I don't know how that's going to play out. Um, but yes. Um, and then all of a sudden, Miguel and Charity and Tabitha and Timmy come back because I feel like they've been gone. Also, Grace have been like out of sight for a while. Um, but basically, this is just to reintroduce the whole evil plotline for Charity where Miguel and Charity are kind of on a date. And while they're on the date, Charity pushes Miguel down and she's like, you're going to die. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is your problem? This is so weird. Like, this is such a weird woman. Why are you with Charity Miguel? Oh, but anyway, the reason she pushed him is because he was about to pick some poisonous mushrooms. Now, I don't know about poisonous mushrooms. If you just touch them, like, will, and like, and then you touch your mouth or your eye or something, will that poison you and you'll die? Or do you have to actually eat the mushroom to, like, have a bad effect? Because did she really have to freaking push him on the ground? Why couldn't she just been like pulling him? Why couldn't she pull him back? If she was already going to touch him, why didn't she pull him back? Or why couldn't she just say, no, or don't touch that. Like, you don't have to freaking push your boyfriend on the ground. Um, and But then he's like, oh, thank you. You saved my life. You know, whatever, Miguel. You are so weird. Like, grow up, child. Grow up. Are you like 16 or something? Grow up. Realize that there's something wrong with this relationship. Um... But yeah, so that's happening, and that's important. That's foreshadowing for what happens later in the episode where Tabitha and Timmy come over to Grace's, the Bennett household. They're like, hey, we need, they need the uh, charm necklace thing because that's going to make Cherry evil. She's not wearing it currently. Actually, Miguel gave her a cross to wear instead, but um, Tabitha is able to weasel that off of Charity and get her to put the other one back on. And she turns evil again because, of course, she does. It's just so easy to control Charity, I guess. Um, but, um, yes, what's happening next is that Charity 
It's like, I want to make you a special mushroom quiche, Miguel, because he loves mushroom quiches. Um, and I was like, oh, she's going to pick the poison mushrooms. And she does. And it is one of the funniest scenes in recent memory. My favorite recent, my favorite scenes so far, like in just hilarity, were an old one where Tabitha is like, she will give a virus to the entire internet. Um, when this is going on with like Grace and um, her sister showing, like trying to connect to each other on the computer. Um, and then there's, of course, Charity flying out of her bedroom. That's also another funny one. But this one is so good. This one is so good. Where we see Charity picking mushrooms and Tabitha and Timmy are there. And Timmy's like, what is she doing? Um, and basically Charity turns and smiles evilly and says with a distorted voice, I'm picking mushrooms to destroy goodness. And I started laughing so hard. I could not control it. This is so funny. I love this. I love stupid shit like this. This is great. So yes, we knew she was what she was doing, but the turn, the smile, the distorted voice saying, I'm picking mushrooms to destroy goodness. I am so down. I love this show. Oh my god. But that is not that. We haven't seen what happens yet. We just know something's gonna happen with the poison mushrooms in the mushroom quiche that is especially made for Miguel. But we're not there yet. Um, so that's like the end of that, because that, that's the last episode I watched. Um, but then there's also, again, okay, the whole Sheridan thing with the killer, the hitman, um, uh, Luis. So Luis is chasing the shooter. And, of course, Sheridan comes along because she cannot let Luis be hurt, even though she's putting everyone more in danger by bringing herself into the situation. So, of course, eventually, while they're both there, the uh, killer or the assassin starts talking like, hey, you want to know about your friend Hank? Um, and he's clearly going to reveal that Hank has been working with him, but he doesn't get to because Luis tackles him right as he's about to explain it. So fine. I think I would have, if it were me, I might have waited for him to say a little bit more, like to reveal what he was trying to say and then tackle him. I don't know. Even if he did say that, why would you believe him, right? Um, I wouldn't inherently believe this bad person. You could just be lying to get me, you know, all upset. Anyway, um, then Sheridan pulls out this really small gun, which... I don't remember her getting, but I kind of almost do recall her getting a really small gun um, at some point. So whatever, I think she did have that, but she finally pulls it out and, uh, you know, it's like, I'm going to shoot uh, if you don't let Luis go. And that's where we kind of end the episode because what ends up happening is she is going to shoot, but then the assassin, like, kind of puts Luis in front of him, so... It would be very hard for um, her to get an accurate shot because like, I don't think she's, like, practiced. I don't know. Maybe she has. She's got secrets. Well, she's really good at darts. Does that mean you're good at guns? I don't think so. But anyway, she is going to shoot, but he is also going to shoot. He's got a clear sight, right? Um, and then we kind of get away from that scene, and we hear a gunshot ring out. And that's where the episode ends. We don't know who got shot. If anybody, it could be that someone missed, but we don't know yet. And that's the dramatic conclusion of these episodes. So there's a lot going on, but also not a lot. There was like Hank's wishy-washiness. 
Um, and that coming to a head where Sheridan is almost shot. We've got the whole thing with Chad and everyone who is interested in him going on. And someone has been confessed to, but it's the incorrect person. Um, romance, uh, of course. Teresa's story, which continues, I'm sure, through the entire series, from what I know. Um, so we've got that. And those are the main beats. And of course, Charity for Evil has come back now in the last episode. She was kind of away for a while, as was Miguel. But that's the evil Charity route is back. So that's happening as well. And, you know, not too much else. The thing about Sam caring about if, if um, he's in his son kind of went away for a while. Eve has kind of gone away for a while, except for, you know, wondering about if either of her daughters like Chad, um, but not too much. So is and of course Luis and Sheridan kind of heating up and cooling down but that's very par for the course so so far a very good stretch of episodes I love evil charity I find her much more enjoyable of a character even if she isn't really a character either she's just kind of pure evil but I like her a lot more than the pure-hearted charity maybe it's the dichotomy that's fun I don't know but yeah, I'm really liking it again after this little uh, brief hiatus that I had. You won't notice because I've been recording episodes like in bulk, but it was a hiatus for me for about a month or two. So yeah, but I'm back and uh, back on the Passions train and ready to enjoy it much, much more. So thank you for listening and I'll be back soon.